0: Hi, my beautiful people. This is Beamie Shavery, and we are here with your daily devotion. We are going into the first week of October. So I want to say happy, happy October. Um, we're still in our and we're getting real deep and good into harvest season, and I'm I love fall. Fall is a beautifully transformative season, um, as we all know. And so um we're having to really 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 ground ourselves and that's something that's very difficult for us to do especially when we're working towards something we're really trying to get something done we're praying for something to happen we're waiting on miracles where you know all of these things and the practicality of it can get in the way so i'm studying um some scriptures, and one of the scripture that I feel will be very uh, much a a reminder for us all this week will be very much so about the dynamic in Luke, where it speaks about how Jesus was in the boat. Well, first of all, um there are two scriptures in Luke that are really catching my eye and I'm going to share them with you. And we're going to, you know, um, I'm going to connect it to the theme of the week. But as I was writing out and, and praying and asking God, you know, like, please give me some clarity on what to share for this week, because, um, there's a lot that's happening. We know that. And one of the biggest things that I will say to us all is that it's important that we remember who's in control, who's in control and whose we are, and also what the reason for us being in this particular season is. Sometimes we don't really have the details and we don't really know. But ultimately, there is a reason for it all. If you know who you are, you know that there's always a master plan in place. And then also think about what it is that you've asked for. I've asked for something. I fasted for something. I have believed for something to occur and something to happen. And so regardless to what's happening around us, regardless to what it may appear to be, when you know who's in control and you know whose you are, you know that you are safe, right? Now, that does not make the changes, the shifts, the unknown, the delays any easier to deal with. It does not. It really just doesn't. But it does give you a sense of hope. And beyond the hope, it keeps you active in the process. Because yes, God can do everything on his own. He does not need your assistance. He is not asking you really for your opinion. He's going to do it anyway, either by force or by you voluntarily signing up to do it. But either way, it's going to get done because there's something in you that has to come out. And so there is a purpose for your existence. There is a seed that you carry that needs to grow and that needs to be shared and needs to expand. And so you can't stay where you're comfortable always. But again, we're on this journey. There's something we've asked for. There's something we've prayed for. There's something we're believing should happen. We're wanting to happen. We're believing God has told us will happen. And so with that being the truth, there are things we're having to do. There are things we're having to know. There are things we're having to be prepared for, but there are things we're having to uh, to trust that God has under control. When you've done all that you can do, all you can do is just exist and be, right? So, before I get into the scripture, I want to start off with our prayer and then I'll get into um what I feel will be coming up for this week and how we can better prepare ourselves and just have some foresight of preparation for ourselves. How can we use the energy and how can we tap into this knowing within us that Calms us in a way where we don't panic and we don't do the most out of fear, right? So let's go ahead and get into our prayer. I want to say thank you guys so much for being here. If you're new here, welcome. If you are existing, thank you so much for your continued support and always, always supporting, following, sharing. Um, It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it, and it does not go unnoticed. So let's go ahead and get into it now. God, thank you so very much for your love. Thank you for allowing us the ability to see, hear, and know that you are with us in any realm we are in, in any space we occupy, in any area we may find ourselves being challenged in, you are there. You are there and you hold the key to any door we're needing opened. You hold the plan in your hand. You see it before we can and you know what it is that we need as we are approaching whatever it is that we are about to become one with. Thank you for the ability for us to sustain. Sustain in moments where we are distressed, where we are occupied in fear, where we begin to self-sabotage because we don't know. Give us a sense of calm in the midst of confusion, in the midst of us searching for clarity and answers. Knowing that we've done all that we need to do, trusting you to take the lead and do it all. Do everything else. We don't need to. Embark on any additional journeys. We don't need to infringe on your plans. We just need to trust that you have it all under control. So, if you could, for any of us that may be struggling with the knowing that you are there, knowing that even if we don't hear you, see you, or can't feel you, we do know that you're carrying us through these journeys and that all things will work out for us for your good and for the best benefit of us as well. God, I love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much for keeping our hearts pure, keeping our intentions pure, keeping our poise strong, keeping us in the arms, in the in the rooms where we are favored, supported, cared for, fought for, spoke up for, and loved. In your name, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Amen. So, the verse, first of all, the verse that I am going to focus on first is speaking about Jesus and his mother and his brothers. And I found that this was very interesting because you don't hear a lot of people quote um, this particular scripture, nor do they actually give any type of insight about what is really happening with this. So, as I was reading Luke, It really, really, really stood out to me that this may be a verse that's very intricate this week as well. In addition to the verse that I intended on sharing, which I will share second. But this particular verse, it says it's Luke. um, It's Luke eight and 19 through 21. It says now Jesus mother and brothers came to see him but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. And he replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. And the first thing I thought was, man, Jesus was petty. Okay, petty. But then (laughs) it stood out to me that there obviously was a correlation between being connected to someone or something because you are kin, or actually being connected to someone or something because you're actually relating. On a soul kin level, there's a difference, obviously, and it's it's cousin to me saying all skin folk and kin folk, right? And I say that because a lot of times people get in these clusters culturally, uh, race wise, ethnicity wise, religion wise. Um, social status wise, etc, so on. And they begin to emulate or group themselves with these particular beings based on those things, not really based on the commonality or the real belief in something that goes deeper than what something is perceived to be. I'm expected Based on my ethnicity to operate in a certain way, not based on what I know and believe in my experience as an individual or what I actually practice as an individual. It is. Literally. Because of where I exist, where I am occupying space wise, where I live culturally right now okay cool jesus has a family okay and naturally you know who his mother is mary okay so innately i'm thinking okay wow um what happened between mary giving birth to jesus And Jesus being who Jesus became. That caused this riff because there's an obvious riff. It wasn't like the lady of blood who had to get through the crowd. Right. She was like no one even paid attention to her. She's fighting through. She's pushing through. She's getting through. She's going through the crowd. She has just all she wants to do is touch his hand. Right. She touches the hem of his cloak and he feels her. Why? Because of her heart. He felt her faith. He felt her. He didn't see her. He felt her because he said, who touched me? Right. Now you have his mother and his brothers and I'm wondering, where did they even where are they? Who are they? Where did they come from? Like, were they like, you know, all of these thoughts that make you want to research even more. Right. But they're wanting to get in to where he is. But there is a crowd. Now, naturally, you'll be like, OK, y'all know this is Jesus, mother and brothers. Why are y'all not just escorting them to him? Right. And Jesus response is not tell them to come to me or where are they? Because he Jesus, he know where they at, you know? So it was my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. So God is his father. Okay. Mary's his mother. Okay, honor thy mother, honor thy father. So what happened that caused the rift? We don't know. But that wasn't even my point of the verse, right? What, what stuck out to me was this question, and it's going to be very significant this week. What are you holding on to or what are you allowing yourself to be grouped with that does not emulate what it is you are saying you believe in? If I'm believing that God is turning something around for me and I'm believing that God has this under control and he's working this thing out and every step is ordained, if I'm believing this. But I am allowing myself to be grouped with, connected to, indulge in conversation with people, places, circumstances or things that distort that reality or that completely do not emulate that or represent what I'm saying I believe in. Then I am contradicting everything I say I stand for. Right and in a practical sense that could cause natural confusion not just to you not just to the people you're connected to but to what you are energetically saying you are attracting in to your life because i tell you guys the spirit of the universe right of it does not respond to your mouth. It doesn't respond to your brain power. It responds to the energy you put out. The spirit you put out is what you're getting back. So if you give off confusion or you give off disbelief or your or the energy you're surrounding yourself with is more prevalent in disbelief of what you say you believe in, then that is what you will be attracted which will ultimately confuse everything you say you're hoping standing for. Right? So, this week, point 1, be very 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 mindful of what you are allowing yourself to emulate, be connected to, speak on. Because if it does not reflect, that of which you say you're believing, then that could be a big reason why you're delaying or the there's a delay in the outcome of what it is you're praying for. Okay. Now, the next one is Talking about when Jesus is calming the storm. Okay. So Jesus and his disciples are in this boat. Now, I'm going to put this in a practical sense for y'all because everybody, ain't, you know, and I ain't no Bible thumper. I just find great peace and joy in finding it's really exciting. The Bible is like a big old series. You know, it is just really, it's really interesting and, and it gets real juicy at times. But anyway, listen. So, Jesus and his disciples are on this boat. Now, imagine this. They know who Jesus is. We know who Jesus is. We know what Jesus can do. We know what his powers are. We know what we've seen happen, right? We've been on this journey. We understand. But there's still something in you that's still a bit like, I don't know if he can do everything you know but we 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 riding with you jesus because you've shown us enough you know we we riding with you so we're in this boat and this boat i'm imagining it's just like a regular boat you know i don't know it could have been a big cruise ship i don't know it just it appears to be a little boat you're in a little boat big enough for you and your disciples and y'all on this boat and y'all in the ocean okay Now, we know the ocean is a very scary place. Now, I love the water. I'm a water girl. I enjoy the ocean. It is something so spiritual and so uh, mysterious and powerfully healing about the ocean. However, okay, I don't think I would be in a canoe style boats in the ocean, but Jesus said, go, we going. We got a plan. There's somewhere he trying to get to. There's a mission he's on and we are a part of his mission team. So we're going. So we're on this boat. They're on the boat and the and the waves begin to do what the waves do. Now y'all on this boat. I'm imagining they got these little paddle things, you know, and they paddling. But this boat is doing its thing. And they waiting. They looking around. Jesus Jesus them fell asleep because he he's chilling. He calm. He's cool. Jesus ain't concerned because Jesus know what Jesus can do. So Jesus like, you know, I run everything. I run this. I run the world. who run the world? Jesus, you know, so he's in the boat. He's chilling. He's good. But the disciples. I'm imagining still got that. You know, I got some faith. I know what you can do. I've seen it. However, Lord this water in this mysterious sea and the winds it's getting a little testy okay so jesus over there he resting they are feeling a bit uneasy okay they, they don't know they i can imagine they sitting up in that boat and they like okay i'm sure he gonna feel these waves i'm sure he gonna know they they doing a little thing and he gonna just you know, he gonna wake up and tell us what to do. We don't want to disturb his peace. We know he tired. He worked a lot. He been busy. You know, he been handling miracles and, and casting out demons and things, you know, so we don't know. So they in this boat and they're, and they're letting Jesus rest until they are so nervous and, and, uh, I'm, I'm assuming afraid, don't, of course, afraid that they begin to wake him. So I'm going to read the scripture. It says, This is Luke 22 through um, Luke 23 through 24 or 25. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out as they sailed. He fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Now, I'm sure they hitting him, pushing him, touching him, screaming because, it. it, hey, okay, this is is getting real intense here. You over there sleeping. I'm going to need you to get up. I'm going to need you to get up, Jesus. Get up. (laughs) So, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Okay. Jesus says, where is your faith? To his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. Listen, this is where you understand that God is not an ordinary Jesus, God, the power of all of the Trinity, okay, is not a normal specimen. And they had to have been wildly confused, amazed, terrified. And absolutely shocked and thankful at the same time that A, they did not drown. B, they rolling with someone who got powers that they didn't even understand the depth of. And C, they now have developed an even more purposeful mission of faith with who I'm assuming they would think is supernatural by now, because, I mean, he's doing everything. Okay, so they in the boat. They realize who they got, and I'm sure by now y'all realizing, okay, y- y'all can tell how I read the Bible, you know what I'm saying? how I read anything. I read it very uh animated. Shout out to Miss Gonzalez, my uh eight-grade English teacher. She used to read to us, and she always did voices and acted it out, and she told us, you know, you got to add a little bit of personality, and naturally, we just did our... You know, we did our thing with our, oops, sorry, with our personalities because we just wanted, it made it more, it made it, it made it more real. Okay. But anyway, so they're in the boat. Oh, I could drink some water. I got the hiccups. They drink, they, they're in the boat and the boat, you know, Jesus put a stop to it, but then he questions them like, wait a minute, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Why why are you worrying or questioning or thinking that I would allow something to happen to you in a boat? I, I, I am also in, you know, but again, thinking like the disciples. okay, Jesus. The winds are winding. The people, are, you know, we, we up in here, we nervous and you over here resting, you in peace. So let's look at this in the practical sense of this week. Right. Or in any week in general, we are in the middle of what we feel are raging waves, raging waters. And it isn't quite the tsunami yet, but we feel like it will become it. And we're wondering where is the Where is Jesus's presence? Jesus, are you going to stop it? You know, I can't swim. I can't swim. But, you know, most people, I I can't swim. I'm in this little rinky, dinky, dinky boat and you sleep. I don't have a life jacket on you, my life source. So I'm going to need you to be awake. I'm going to need you to let me know you up. So in our life, we're dealing with day-to-day things. We're dealing with trying to get things handled. We're trying to work things out. We're trying to make sure that we have everything that we need. We're trying to make sure that everything gets handled the way it should. And then here comes a wave. Here comes a bit of a storm. Here comes a raging water, right? And we're crying out, hollering out, praying in desperation because we do not think God is there. But Jesus there, he there. And I would call, I would, I would tell us this week to consider this. Consider this, just like the footprints in the sand, when you don't see footprints, when you don't see God's footprints, just know that he's carrying you. You only see one set of footsteps. You assume they're yours. They're his. OK, so let's think about that. Let's think of it that way. We're in this. What we feel is uncomfortable territory because we aren't prepared for it. Because we have given all of our belief and hope and we have put it all in God. We've, we said, God, you got this. We know you have this. So we don't have to. So when a moment comes where we're going to have to possibly steer this thing or we're gonna have to pivot and we're not ready or prepared or we don't know what that's gonna look like. Consider this. You know who you are. You know who you with. Ain't nothing gonna happen to you no matter how how much the waves rage. No matter how uncomfortable It may be you are safe and protected because of who you with. You understand? Who you are with is your key to making it out in one piece. So no matter what happens, yes, Jesus is sleep on this boat because he knows who he is. And the disciples should have known who they were with, which should have been calming enough. But when you're in the midst of the raging waters and you can't swim, you just need a little bit of confirmation. OK, I just need to know you awoke. Are, are you awake? Are you up? Can you hear me? You know, oh, hey, you know, and then he had to know they were panicking because he just silenced the waters. Didn't even try to calm them and say, hey, it's going to work out all right. Nah, not at all. He just calmed it and then asked them, where is your faith? You done shook me up out of my sleep. I got this next mission I got to go to. And the whole time I was with you, you riding with me. We together. We won. We good. But it ain't enough when you in the middle of the storm. So this week, just put that on you to be like, listen, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know that I'm in good hands. I know that God has me. I know that this is going to work out. I know that he's riding with me. I know that he's for me and I'm with him. So we good. We good. So when you find yourself getting anxious and you find your anxiety picking up and you find all of these things unfolding for you, just know that by the end of this week, it's going to be turned around in your favor. You're good. You're not going to drown. You're not going to suffocate. Nothing's going to happen to you because of who you with. When you know who you with, you know you're safe. You know you're safe. Right? Right. So right now, you're trying to find this balance. You're struggling a little bit because, yes, it's a struggle. It's trying to balance everything out. You're trying to gain a bit of, of, of clarity. You're trying to gain a little bit of peace. You're trying to get a little bit of understanding. You got a mission. You got some things that you want to get done. And it seems like nothing's moving moving forward. Everything is, is, is a bit of chaos. It's a bit of destruction. It's a bit of confusion. And this is telling you that. During this moment, when you feel like you're not going to win or you feel like you're losing something or you feel like things are not going to work in your favor, this is because you are going through this new cycle, this new rebirth, this opportunity of complete transformation. Your life is changing completely. This is the moment where you just need to sit and be, try to give yourself a bit of grace. Give yourself some love. Give yourself a little patience, give yourself a little bit of, you know, uh nurturing, tend to yourself just a little bit, because you are neglecting yourself because you're stressed, you are neglecting yourself because there's a lot of pressure, you are neglecting yourself because you're afraid, you are neglecting yourself because it looks like it won't work out, you are neglecting yourself, right? But you're doing this, not even seeing what's coming in, Not even seeing these these opportunities and these blessings and these these uh, complete turnarounds in your favor because God got it under control. He resting. He chilling. He's still working because he's already done it. It's already done. You're just going through the motions to get to where it is you're needing to be. But it's already handled. And when you know that. You got to rest in that. Tell yourself that every day, all day, continue to repeat it to yourself as much as you need to continue because God is in control. God has you covered. He is working this out. He's in his power. He's in his power. Even when he's resting, he's in his power. Even when he is sitting down watching you uh, do all your frustrating moments, he good. He ain't stressed. He's not overworked. So give yourself some grace, give yourself a little bit of, you know, understanding, give yourself a little bit of patience and know that God has you covered and he has this under control. You are in a really great space, not because the situation is perfect, not because there are no hiccups, but because of who you're with. Okay, know that. I love you guys so very much. Expect turnarounds, like I said, complete turnarounds. Expect to be in more reciprocal type of energy. Expect complete karmic retributions for everything. God working this thing out in the most unforeseen way. You're covered. God got you. You got to know he's real. And this is a reminder, whatever it is you're dealing with, God is completely completely present, real, available, and on time, okay? I love you guys, I love you guys, I love you guys. Continue to position yourself to win. Continue to move like you know he's with you. Continue to be gentle with yourself and gentle with others. Continue to act, walk, talk, speak like you know you are sacred because you are, okay? Right. I love you guys, I love you guys, I love you guys. Until our next episode, bye.